You're now listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Voices Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, my AKA for today will be uh, Cat Williams might not tell you the whole truth, but he'll never tell you a lie. Oh, that was going to be mine. That was going to be mine. Because <laughs> he got these niggas shaking. Luda came out with a verse. Do you know how long he's been since a ludicrous verse on something? Not long enough. Well, that that also and a, a, a good ludicrous verse at that. Not long enough. Don't do that no more. First, <laughs> we and back, as, y'all. As you can see, I'm drawn by my niggas in crime. <laughs> hey, Adrian. Hey, y'all. <laughs> uh, welcome back. We're glad to have you back. Um, the month the month of January belongs to Cat Williams. Uh, l- love him, hate him, neutral. And anything in between, he has shaken up the entertainment industry, <clears throat> and rightfully so. Rightfully so, I mean, right. It I is mean, what fun- it is. The funniest part to me is that, like, Cat ain't the first nigga I done heard to say that Steve Harvey moved like a snake, and he he was his nigga's Bernie biggest Mac- Bernie Mac said it. Yeah, exactly. Bernie Mac said it. Somebody <laughs> put the put the the interview excerpt in my mentions. Because when me and one of my followers are looking at it, looking for the actual interview clip. Uh, but Bernie Mac said Steve Harvey was a snake. Um, I'll go on record and say my mom went to college with Bernie Mac and one of their classmates had passed away. And my mom said his attitude was so nasty when he came to the funeral. Like he had security. He wasn't speaking. Steve Harvey's ex-wife said he was horrible. For quite a while, I want to say up until recently, uh, mind you, Steve is from Ohio. Um, Wait, so before you go on, your mom went to school with Bernie Mac or she went to school with no, Steve No, she Harvey. went to school with Steve Harvey. Okay. Kent State, State University. Mac and, and that's Sorry, why I yeah. got thrown off. Went okay. to Steve Harvey. She went to Kent State University with Steve Harvey. Um, it just has a really, she said he has a really nasty attitude. Also, he his twin daughters... Um, who are around my age, we we pretty much went to neighboring high schools. Um, they didn't have very much to do with Steve. Like, even in the now, if you look on his social media shit, he posts more pictures of Lori than he does his actual biological daughters. Um Yeah. Me and my um me and my friend James, we were talking about that yesterday when we were playing Mario Kart. He was like, Mar- uh, Marjorie and uh, and Laura done done a lot for that nigga's image. <laughs> yeah. They basically, they basically his PR. Yeah, you know, but it goes to show you that we live in a world where glitz and glamour can severely overshadow how awful people are. Because, you know, having a beautiful... Uh, daughter aka stepdaughter um in a in a beautiful fashionable wife and the right stylist makes people forget just how fucking awful you are also i want to say i know a lot of people want tiktok to die but i feel like tiktok has become what instagram could have been in terms of getting information out because i saw a video the terry j vaughn the lady who played levita um, mm-hmm. they, there's a clip on TikTok where she has, where she said years ago, 
how fucking awful Steve Harvey is as a person. Like, yeah, fucking I, awful been... as a person. He made he was awful on the set of the Steve Harvey show, and uh, she said there's a reason why. If you notice, he doesn't really stay in contact with a lot of the people he has worked with over the course of his career. They don't right. have very much to do with Steve Harvey. Well, the only one being said, and hell, it's honestly been years since uh, <clears throat> we seen said and Steve in the same place. Yeah, like he's a kind of a he's not kind of he's a shitty person. And the reason Cat, according to uh, Don DC Curry, the reason that Cat firmly keeps his foot playing on Steve Harvey's neck is because he was very fucking rude to Cat Williams' sons. Uh, before Cat became the cat we know today and made a comment to the effect of uh, who the fuck is Cat Williams? I remember <laughs> that because I, I remember that because that's like kind of back when I used to listen to uh, to Jamie Foxx, uh, the radio show he had on Sirius. And I remember that. I remember that. And I remember like <laughs> I remember Jamie and fucking uh like his like his cohorts on his radio show like they invited Steve to do an interview and they were just gassing this niggas they're gassing and glazing this nigga up so bad that nigga Jamie Fox of all goddamn people and I like Jamie but like he said with a straight fucking face he was like I like Cat Williams he's funny but he does not do all new material in the same breath of like gassing up Steve Harvey like that was wild it was wild then and it's wild now. And 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 the thing the the thing that has been very interesting is people have been other comedians should I say who um are you know for or or it good have good relationships with the people that he tore to shreds um are kind of grasping at straws and like oh he still jokes too look at this and it's like yeah no you know who what what comedian doesn't do a joke about how music make you feel like yeah. he's talking and and what cat and- said was and it and they're proving him to be right is a lot of these a lot of the comedians that he went at specifically cedric the entertainer uh ricky smiley and steve harvey is that they're funny when people are writing for them and putting them in situations to be funny yeah. he said yeah. that they're not they're not writers they don't write outstanding material which is why you don't see them doing stand-up anymore yeah it's the craft of stand-up that they not good and that's what he was saying because somebody tried to argue me down in my mentions and and i said that he didn't say that they weren't funny he said that they're not funny with that like they need help they need somebody to write for them or cedric blatantly stole that joke from cat williams and we could be fucking honest about it and turn it it taking it from being a car to a spaceship the whole setup the the body language how you how it, he took the man's joke yeah he took the joke but even still he's saying like they are successful because they people put them in positions to be funny and be successful and that's primarily what tv is steve harvey was not writing his material for the steve harvey show there was a room of writers writing that material now he may have ad-libbed it and put a little spin or a twist on it here and there but as a whole, you know, it was written for him. Same with Cedric the Entertainer. And don't get me wrong, I do remember parts of Steve Harvey's set from Kings of Comedy. Like Boogie that fixed computers. That shit was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I don't remember very much from Ced's part of the thing. But again, 
at one point in time, these men did stand up and they had they had their own fan base and that's fine. But, you know, they started with Cat and he finished it. I don't know. Y'all can like people go from one extreme to the next on the Internet. One minute is if we got beef, we got beef forever to now is old Cat bitter, jealous and he a hater. Mm, I saw that. Bitter and jealous of what? Because he doesn't seem like he wants what they have. I mean, because if we want to be honest, he could have what they have if he wanted to put himself in certain situations. Like, I mean, he, I he feel, said it was about his integrity. Well, yeah, I feel like it's integrity said, and he loves the craft. Yeah. He loves he's, the craft of comedy. So all this he, other bullshit he's not for. He basically said that Steve, Cedric, um, Ricky, Ricky and uh Kevin Hart they sold their they sold their souls to get where they are and you can see glimpses of it. I mean, I again, I am one of those people I do think that Kevin Hart has some very classic stand-ups and very classic material. Peel your muffin cat black back blue, you know, four nipples, no titties having but you know, he has the it's there. But again, if you look at his body of work in his movies, quite a few of them are fucking cheesy. Um, You know, a a whole movie where he's teaching a white man to act like he's from the hood. Like, I think that's what (laughs) Kat is talking about. Like, yes, like certain roles, you definitely should have turned down. And I mean, word on the curb is uh, Kevin Hart's first wife, Tori, was a big boost behind that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. she's she even she's she has said as much. Um, she has been honest about it. She has posted videos in the past of parts of his stand-up from specials that went on to be highly successful, and she's performing it. You know, she at one point in time was a, I, I think she might still do stand-up, but at one point in time she was a stand-up comedian as well, and she said that she used to help Kevin with his material. And I think that is what Kat was saying about Kevin is that everybody tries to make it like Kevin Hart is some self-made, you know, super successful comedian who got it out the trenches and got it out the mud. And it's like, no, you're not. And that's okay. Because even the greats had, I mean, how much material did Paul Mooney help great comedians write? Right. Dave Chappelle Swin. You know, how... How much? How much? You know how much material was was Richard Pryor helped with from other great comedians and things like that. It's just the nature of the beast, and I just feel like what Cat was saying in in regards to Kevin Hart is just be honest about your come up. Be honest about it. Yeah. Don't try to sit up here all of a sudden and act like and play that. Oh, everybody got the same twenty four hours in a day. What did you do with yours? Yeah, because that's, that's another the, thing. That's the like, that's the feel. That's the thing that is kind of that rubs me the wrong way about Kevin Hart. Kevin, yeah. It's not his lack of funniness because he do got some movies that I find to be absolutely funny. They cheesy as fuck, but they're absolutely funny. But he has now taken this attitude of we all got the same twenty four hours yeah. in a day. Well, now nah, he he's been had that because to that point about you know like I said I used to listen to Jamie Foxx's radio show. And he, they had him on there. And this was like before, before, like he was, you know, the Kevin Hart of now. Like even back then, he was on that shit. Cause I remember they had um, you, cause the whole, the whole show was like black comedians and shit, like men, men, women, et cetera. And he was on that, like, 
it's not, you know, it's not Hollywood and racism that's holding you back. Is that, you know, that, you know, you, you ain't, you know, you ain't, you, you ain't good enough or you just not funny enough. It's not the white man holding you back. It's you. Like, so he, he been on that type of shit. I remember that. Yeah. That's why people don't fuck with Kat. Shit like that. The other part is, you know, maybe Kat has the, I I feel like, was it Joe Torrey came forward and was just kind of like, yeah, maybe Kat has his dates mixed up. But as a whole, most of the things that Kat said in that interview, nobody has been able to come forward and been like, he a goddamn lie. The receipts are receding. People are coming forward and saying, hey, Cat looked out for me when I didn't have nothing. Yeah, I was going to say, there's way more even, stories of like... Even to... some people I wish he hadn't looked out for, like Boosie and shit like that. Yeah, I know, right? Like, <laughs> I know, right? You should have rolled is... and gave a man some insulin instead of that 15000 <laughs> Yeah. And then the other part is, as a whole, he's, he's, you know, Cat is still a straight man. And so there were absolutely parts of that interview that were problematic. I certainly didn't mm-hmm. agree with the shots he was taking at these men's wives and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, again, straight, some parts straight men, the, even, even the, you know, the comments about Gaza and things like, like some, he's still a straight man. I, I'm so sorry, but I don't know any straight men who, who, especially in that industry who are not problematic. Definitely and problematic. Ice Cube, I mean, is Ice a Cube liar. To stop playing in our faces. Let me tell you something. so q came out and he 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 confirmed what cat said about without confirming it yeah he in terms of the money mike stuff he was like yes you know ricky auditioned for uh money mike and the santa claus and then cat came in and what cat breathed into money mike was invaluable he said that initially the role of Money Mike was as small as the Santa Claus role. But once the camera started rolling, what Kat started giving, it was too, it was comedic gold. And they, so they kept expanding the role. So Money Mike was not supposed to be nearly as big of a part as it ended up being in the movie. But then he lied and said there was never a rape part written into that movie. And that's a goddamn lie because Damon <laughs> Damon had Money Mike on the floor about to do him goddamn dirty. In that yeah, because I was going to say, even like, even though Cat pushed back against it, like the 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 scene itself was still problematic, even in and of itself. Because Cat, remember when when Cat comes to him, he be like, "Did you piss on me?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, come on now, and and I understand that the the times we're in now, and Cube, especially after this whole Donald Trump thing. He he probably just don't want no type of smoke, but you're a liar. And there was certainly, because even what we got as a final product, there was some innuendo yeah. that that Damon was willing to take what he wanted from Money Mike. What do you say? I like my fish squirming. Yeah. So pump pump your motherfucking brakes, please, with your lying ass. And also... Um, that young lady announced that her and that young man had a baby. And I just want to say a lot of y'all need to get off the internet and go touch grass talking about y'all were gaslit. Y'all said she was pregnant and people was gaslight. Nobody can gaslight you about a pregnancy that was not yours. Get a fucking grip. However, she handled that pregnancy and her childbirth and delivery, her body, her business, her choice. 
Y'all are I mean, because we ridiculous. saw how y'all acted. We see how y'all acted. A lot of y'all need to really go sit on that lady couch and heal. Because do these and, niggas be doing problematic shit? Absolutely. But sometimes y'all go over, like, there's a line and y'all go way past it to not know these people at all. Y'all, y'all was talking unhinged. about if that girl was pregnant, she needed to get an abortion because he her biggest hater and all this other shit. That's not your place. Not your business, not your place. Even if she announced the pregnancy and then didn't talk no more about it. However, however she handled this, it was her body, it was her business, it was her choice with her partner. And y'all have y'all have proved that she did the right thing because y'all are unhinged with her pregnancy announcement. Y'all was being gaslit. Gaslit by who? That was not your body and your pregnancy. Y'all need to go sit on that lady couch. And women talk about, because if especially if you a mother, you know when another woman pregnant. No, you don't. You don't. Not until, not unless, and not until she say it. I don't assume any woman is pregnant unless she say I'm pregnant. I don't give a fuck how round her belly look. She could have fibroids or some tumors. She could have anything. She could be bloating. She could have PMS. You just don't know. That's why you should mind your business. But congratulations, congratulations to them. And mm-hmm. congratulations for keeping private what you wanted to keep private. Yeah. And it was a bunch of old bitches being weird too. It wasn't even, it wasn't even 20, 22, 23 year old. It was like 30 plus gang. It's the pair, it's the parasocial relationships for me that are yeah. just becoming way, way overboard. Because when I saw pictures of her, I mean, my instinct was to be like, she pregnant. She, she, she looks, she looks very pregnant, but after that to say she looks pregnant after that it wasn't my business i don't care if she wants to confirm it or yeah. not like it was just oh she definitely looked pregnant that's yeah, that it was, that, i was in the same boat i was like she do look pregnant but after she opted not to confirm it and after him and her opted to troll the internet i was like okay i'm gonna just mind my business i wish him the best if she pregnant congratulations have a safe and healthy pregnancy and delivery if she not, motherfuckers need to stop speculating on people's body. That's all I had. Other than that, I'm not feeding into it. I got my own crumb snatchers. And even if I didn't have none, it's still not my business. There's other shit I could get into. So, yeah, congratulations to them. Um, also, just want to say, if you are clicking on random links on random websites that you have never seen a day in your life, to get the details of that Epstein list, you deserve whatever virus hits your device because ain't no fucking way. Ain't no way. Ain't no Wait, way. people are doing that? Yeah. Like, people Jesus. like clicking any... Ain't no way. You cannot have a need to know this information that bad that you are just clicking random links. That is wild. If those docu- If and when those documents are unsealed, you can probably go to whatever judicial website, government website is available and see them that way when it becomes public information. That's weird. Also, I've come to the conclusion that everybody in Hollywood is fucking awful. Pretty much. Every last one of them. Even the ones I like. Even the people who music I like. Even the people who movies and TV shows and shit I watch. They're all fucking awful. And they have absolutely lay down their moral compass to obtain and maintain their wealth. And that's just what I, what I think. And so I'm not surprised or shocked 
at anybody who would be on that goddamn list. It comes with the territory of being in that po- that political class. And I, before we get into the shows, I just want celebrities to stop having 70s theme parties and, and going as cheesy as they absolutely can with them. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, first of all, I, I know a lot of people give Beyonce's husband a lot of flack because he cheated on her and she talked about it. Um, but the way y'all can get a little weird about Jay-Z is quite literally something. Um, but for LeBron's 70s theme Studio 84 birthday party, his stylist was fucking phenomenal. Um, that man been had that same face since he came on the scene. And I just, I don't know what y'all want us to do with this information. And Adele... That black dick got Adele going crazy. She just in every Adele one. She in every picture looking like she can't wait to get home and watch Rich uh wash Rich Paul feet. Uh like she just wants to wash his goddamn feet at every twist and turn. Remember when she remember when she went part Jamaican? Oh my god, Booyaka. You know? <laughs> um, she went from Adele to a Deli Wong. Uh we're gone. We're gone, me you, you know. I I it's just you know it's it's just interesting but i think 70s parties when you're wealthy should definitely be amazing and the fashion of the 70s was a sight to behold it truly was Uh, it truly was It, it was far more than big big wigs you know afro wigs and shit like that like and i just think jay-z absolutely bodied that look um he looked he looked like money you know, as a matter of fact, I think he outdressed his wife in that situation. Um, and y'all know I'm a Beyonce fan, a huge one. But for a 70s theme party, I think he fucking nailed it. And, you know, calling that man and calling him ugly when y'all was calling Jonathan Major slave fine is really something. Calling calling Jay-Z ugly consistently, but y'all was talking about you wanted Jonathan Majors to come home and wear your pussy out after a day of being called racial slurs down to the to the plantation. It's really something. Nasty work. Very nasty. Oh, and academics and Jonathan, go to jail. Go to jail <laughs> academics. We talked about we talked about this on the wind down. If you are not subscribed to the Patreon, you should subscribe because we did talk about academics. Go to jail. Take your Take your fat, funny, built ass to jail. I'll go a step further. I'll go a step further. Bring out the guillotine for the nigga. Yeah. Being needed yeah. that. Just just yeah, just, didn't, just, didn't just, that. Uh, just do a word to him that uh start that rhymes with uh Neil. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of niggas that need to go to jail, that black man that attacked that judge, I hope they put you under go the jail. Go to hell. Because once he, they he, read your history, she shouldn't let your ass out the first time. You should have been locked up. When you first appeared in front of her with your history, I'm he should have been handcuffed. I'm just very shocked that he was allowed to stand there like he was a free man. He should have been handcuffed. Violent offenders should not receive leniency. Y'all will give somebody 30 years for selling weed, but y'all will let y'all want domestic abusers to be set free and and the and the men. The men is gone men because men was talking about, I bet she won't get smart no more. How the fuck a judge was getting smart? 
And I went to see, because sometimes judges do be a little, they put a little sauce on it sometimes. But it I went, no and what she said was nothing. That was pasta noodles. It was neutral as fuck. She was holding him accountable for his actions. Nothing more, nothing less. He'd been given how many opportunities to get his shit in, get his shit together, get his anger in check. How many, like, how many women you think you should be able to beat? And his, if I'm not mistaken, his last incident, he assaulted a woman with a baseball bat or some shit like that. He was a, he's a violent predator. Like, so the fact that she gave you a chance before, and then you do that, and then all you didn't go to a day of law school, I get all my, I got my law degree from watching Law and Order SVU talking about she now has to recuse herself or know what y'all say excuse herself not excuse <laughs> <laughs> first of all the word is recuse so let's start there second the when he attacked her it was at sentencing he's already been found guilty there's no bias to be had none and, so and even if she, she were to recuse herself any judge that picks up where she left off is going to is going to sentence him to the fullest extent of the law there, there is not a judge who would sit on that bench after what he did, and they would be like, "Well, maybe you was just having a bad day." No, you going it's to the quiver in your voice for me. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to you going to fucking jail. Where you need to be is where you belong. You don't need to be free. Speaking not, of going, not at all. Speaking of going to jail, so um, where Bell Collective Reunion Part One. <sighs> Let me tell you, I one of I will be honest. One of the things that I I do like about the the shows from Carlos King is that he does make sure that these shows are casted with black women of all shapes, shades, and body types. Okay, that's one thing I I think it is damn nice to see. You know plus size women on these shows mm-hmm. but Letitia bitch what first of all don't ever offend Vanessa Bell Calloway in that capacity again you looked a fucking mess as a big no, I just want to say you spent all season showing us that Lane Bryan bra under your business suit only to get to the reunion and leave your motherfucking power bra at home bitch your titties was on your navel. And ain't nothing wrong with your titties being on your navel. I didn't have two kids. I breastfed. I got to lift my girls up too. But you sat on that motherfucking couch and your titties was 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 wonky like some fucking eyes. The old titties had them as she ran eyes. Your titties were like tweet. They was running over to the left. And you like you knew that dress was too fucking little. You couldn't even close your goddamn legs. Mm. You was sitting on that goddamn sofa with your legs over. You couldn't even cross your motherfucking legs. The wig, the hair, it was all fucking awful. It did it did not serve you at all. You like the makeup, it was a mess. I needed to get that. It was a mess. You know what she looked she looked like a nigga that's married to a nigga named Glenn. <clears throat> so, here's here's the thing. If we friends, okay? Let's say I want to retain Adrian for legal counsel. Friend or no friend, we're going to have to talk money. And business. Or I'm going to have to ask her if she's willing to represent me pro bono 
And if a settlement results from what she's representing me with, she is, I want to give her this percentage of it. But there is no way, even as friends, as friends, you should respect each other more business-wise than, than you do with, with people you don't know. So, so Gucci, you have been mad at Latrice for 84 years when you didn't handle your business. If this woman was wanted to seek you out and retain you as her realtor, baby, you were supposed to send over the fucking paperwork. Ain't going to be no, oh, we'll get to that later. I just want to find her this this building. And the thing is, you showed her one space. You wasn't, you didn't have a listing of, of possible spaces ready for her to see. You showed her one space. She hated it. And you didn't show her shit else. And then you went on all season long to talk about her as nasty as you possibly could. Blame her for you getting beat up by, by your husband's ex-wife. And so on and so forth. I too am Latrice. I'm not apologizing for shit. I would have been willing to apologize had you come to me like an adult and we sat down and discussed how you felt about it. And had you been like, hey, Latrice, typically I handled the business up front, but as a friend and as somebody knowing how important it was for you to get this building sooner than later, we didn't sign any paperwork up front, but it hurt me that you didn't respect me as not only your friend, but as a businesswoman and would kind of go behind my back instead of saying, Hey, I think I'm going to go elsewhere. Latrice could have respected that, but no, I'm not apologizing to you after I've watched you dog me all season long. I don't owe you nothing. I don't owe you shit. I don't kiss my ass. Because you're so childish. Like I, I, I think I've made it known that, that I, I hate so Gucci don't even really like Jay uh, Watanabe looking ass as a husband. Like they have no story. Like the the only thing that's tethering them to this show is this one sided beef with Latrice. Well, yeah, you could make a case that Latrice could have respected her feelings a bit better. But even then, like bitch, for for a motherfucker that talk all this big business shit, you should un- you should know. Like big bank take little bank. You didn't move like a motherfucker that wanted to make money. So Trees, so Trees did what was best for her. And you don't have shit else as this reunion this season proved. You don't have outside of this beef with Latrice. You don't have shit else. And not only that, I just feel like um, Latrice knew better. She's purchased a home before. She's purchased a building before. She's worked with the realtor before. At some point. And this is, again, how I could tell how these are not organic friendships. At some point, you knowing how purchasing real estate works and you being a realtor, at some point, y'all were supposed to get together and discuss the business part of it. True. You really were. Out of respect for each other. And so there's a lack of respect there. And it went on to be displayed throughout the season. Anybody who would listen, so Gucci was dragging Latrice. And, and and only wanted to have a conversation with Latrice after she talked about her like a dog. I'm not having no conversations with you after you disrespect me and berate me to anybody that will listen. Leave me alone. Fuck you and fuck the apology you think I owe you. I don't owe you anything. I did not take no money out your pocket. Yeah, you didn't put no money into your pocket by moving like you wanted to make it. Just, Most people you know. do that sometimes. People do that because you cool not do how do it professionally how they really need to yeah because i don't see how you wasn't talking contracts and mm -mm. 
even if it's, oh, girl, I'm going to look and pull you a, a few properties. Let's make an appointment for you to come so we can get this paperwork done and I can show you, know, the properties that I picked. Hello? Hello? But that other lady already said she ain't the number one realtor in Jackson anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can tell. We can tell because if you're the number one realtor in Jackson, and remember, we watched Selling Tampa um, and... You know, those people who were selling properties was breaking their door down to let Ocho Cinco's um, Sherelle, her name is Sherelle, to yeah. let Sherelle know that they had these properties available. Yeah. If you're the number one realtor in Jackson, Mississippi, why aren't these people tr breaking your door down saying, hey, uh, Shantae, you know, I'm putting this, my property is up for sale. If you know anybody, if you got any clients looking, you know, keep this in mind because I feel like while I've never sold a lick of real estate, I feel like once you get some skin in the game and you are known in the area as, as a mover and a shaker, the people selling property want to work with you because they want to get the shit sold as soon as possible. Real recognize real. Yeah. It, and it's, it's just given very unfamiliar and bullshitty. It is. Um, First of all, y'all, your girl might be a little bit of a celebrity. Carlos read my tweet on the reunion. That tweet about Aikisha not getting um, her proposal being denied the same mm -hmm. as... That was my tweet. Mm. And so Aikisha was dragging me. But I just want to say, you still have not purchased the block for Fair Street. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you think. I don't know what I'm talking about. And I just want to let you in on a, a little few little things about development because, I mean, I am, a, I am a civil engineer and, you know, Get see how things like this work. Yeah. So, no, I might not be in into real estate property, um, but you still don't own a purchase. You still don't own a piece of Fair Street. You still haven't developed anything. They still denied that proposal and you're still in the same fucking boat as Letitia. Mm. Mm. And you said that they broke it up and was selling it off building by building, piece by piece, and you still don't have a piece. Mm. So who got your piece? Mm. Talk about people don't know what they're talking about. You're not going to discuss Fair Street. No, you came in very arrogant, very cocky, very braggadocious, talking about you got legacy and you got this and your legacy didn't mean shit. Well, apparently, she, what she said that you you can't talk Fair Street. Well, apparently, you can't either because you ain't got it. Me and you own the same amount of Fair Street. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> we got the same stakes and shares in Fair Street, mm. but one of us got a legacy in Jackson, and one of us don't. Mm. Allegedly, <laughs> supposedly. Uh, <laughs> I I want to I. You know, very few things that I care about, but I want to discuss, um, you know, Marie. First of all, ain't nothing worse than a big, bad motherfucker who only big and bad when security is around. <laughs> you have had umpteen uh, opportunities to bark and bite and, and throw hands with Latrice, and you have never done it until this reunion when there was security and production every fucking where. Mm -hmm. I'm about that life. I've been about that life. You're not about that life. You, I mean, I yes, you are a crack baby. Crack rock. Okay, sure. 
but you're not about that life. You have never been about that life. You have never thrown no hands on this goddamn show. And it's not going to start now. And then your only thing about Latrice is you husband made, you husband made. Let me tell you. What? I don't like okay, Cliff. Go ahead. I, don't, I don't care for Cliff. I think he's very mean. I think he treats Latrice more like a child than a partner. Uh, But when it comes to financials, Cliff does what any husband in Cliff's shoes should be doing for their wife. And that is financing their dreams if possible. He also went and got a woman significantly younger. So he knew what he was getting into when he got with Latrice. He absolutely knew that he was going to be funding her lifestyle. However, he got what he didn't bargain for because he fed into her dream and what was important to her. And she's a go-getter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she turned it into to, to profit. And now she makes her own money. But telling a married woman she only husband made, that's what you're supposed to be when you got a husband who has the means to do that kind of shit. I mean, yes, he should be investing in her businesses, especially when she has shown that she, she her business model leads to success and profit. And as a whole, can we stop shaming people for having supportive people in their life? Especially coming from a motherfucker who don't. Especially coming from a motherfucker who wished their mama would stop stealing to buy drugs. You you got the most to say about everybody's personal life and everybody's business, and your mama is selling your fur coats for thirty dollars. I mean, you not, wish you had a support. And where's your husband? Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Like that aside, like again, like you talking about the support that Cliff gives, and I hate Cliff, but like. Again, we ain't seen your husband since season one and for only like two or three episodes. Where's your estranged husband? Like, where's your support system? Since you got all everything to say about Latrice's, where's your support system? For you to be so Miss Selfmade again, and this is, <laughs> I don't like this lady because I think she is the exact opposite of what you ever want to see in somebody who is in the mental health and addiction uh, profession. She is mean. She is nasty. She don't care what come out of her mouth. And I, I just feel like as a mental health care professional, you absolutely should be holding yourself to a higher standard and, and because you should know better than anybody how words can impact people. Exactly. Just a lot of grandstanding. And I will say Latrice was eating her ass up and Latrice ate up Letitia. Here's the thing. If you call me a liar, and I ain't lied about shit, you're not going to be able to upset me because I'm going to have receipts. If what I say is facts, I got receipts to support my shit as facts. Latrice called Letitia a liar and she fucking lost it. And it's because you are a liar and you are a snake and you are a backbiter. We've seen it. We've seen it. Yep. And if and if Latrice is lying about what she said about y'all trying to ice Aikisha out and then making Tambra the fall guy, you should have receipts on that. If Latrice is absolutely lying, show us why she's a liar. I know those group chat messages are still there. We living in the age of reality TV and social media. People love to post screenshots of a text message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell, Monique had a binder. A binder. <laughs> I know, right? So, no, she's full of shit. But let me tell you, <laughs> y'all, when Latrice told Marie, shut up and get a car, I howl because Marie, <laughs> Marie do always pull up in them daycare vans. Y'all know them daycare vans, them them 12 passenger uh four vans. 
Them underlay vans. Yeah. She always pull up in one of them. The soccer mom vans. She for sure pull up in those uh prison work camp vans. She be she be pulling up in that uh <laughs> she be pulling up in that RB that uh Melody had from Black Ink. Absolutely. There was nobody was gonna be fighting. Marie, you can't fight. If it was like that, you would have been you would have been put your you would have been got your shit off with Latrice. People who actually fight, it's on site. Correct. Mm-hmm. They don't wait for calculated opportunities when security gonna be holding them back. If you wanted to go toe-to-toe, blow for blow with Latrice Rogers, you could have done that many moons ago. True. Hell, you was just crying about not being invited to the Capitol and we all bells in for the greater good, to which let's hop into that. Um, Tambra don't owe nobody nothing. Any energy, nasty or otherwise, that Tambra extends to Marie and Letitia, she is well within her rights. You will not ever sit down with my abusive ex and then act like we can ever be cool again. I will not forgive, I will not forget, and I will not move forward with you in any capacity. If I am, if somebody reaches out to me to say, hey, I want to invite you and the Ladies of Bell Collective, it's going to be up to the people that fuck with you to let you know and invite you. I don't owe you a motherfucking thing. I'm icing you out at every turn. And that's, I just, that's all I want Tamber to say with her chest. I am icing you out at every turn because I don't fuck with you. And rightfully so. Like you sit down with my abusive ex to get tea on me and think we supposed to be cool. Now imagine if if Tamper went sitting down with Marie's estranged husband mm. or the chick that was trying to pin the baby on Glenn. Mm. But like, like if, if what if she start returning returning that energy and she's a radio personality? Mm, like she, you think she, them folks wouldn't have been able? She you think she couldn't have reached out to the motherfucking folks to get the scoop on Glenn and Letitia and Marie and her husband? Mm, but she don't care. Do you think people haven't reached out to her with that stuff already? Mm, now, now I we think cooking. they have, and I mm-hmm. and I will say this. Um, this season, Tamra kind of ended up being my favorite because she just, what I noticed, she just refused to kind of stoop with the ladies because there is no, there is nothing I wouldn't have done to make them two hoes miserable at that point. But she, I think she sees the bigger picture in protecting her brand, which she's associated with. And she was pregnant. Yeah. So she had a lot more at stake than the rest of these ladies because her success is, you know, is verified. Her yeah, success she, is verified. She didn't, She's she well did, known. She didn't want to stoop to the level of losers. A bitch like me would have stooped. I'd still be <laughs> stooping. I, they, 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 Marie would have an enemy in me for life at that point. Because there was no reason. You went digging for information on Tambra. All because y'all didn't feel like she shared enough of her personal life. Right. And you proved her right. You proved her right on why she didn't. Right, exactly. Like you, you, she, y'all mad that she didn't share enough of her personal life so she couldn't be miserable like y'all. That's crazy. Like, no, I, it, it absolutely, yes. They really you are was, that you saying, was uninvited like, to the Capitol, good. Yeah. Like her, like Latrice, Mar- I mean, not Latrice, Letitia, Marie, and So Fakey, they are r- literally that, <laughs> like saying, uh, misery loves company because they want her to be miserable. They want a timber to be, timber to be miserable like them. Yeah. They do. They really do. I 
you know, and talking about we all bails and for the greater good, there is no greater good after you violate somebody like that. And good, yeah. this is why, this is kind of why, like, yes, I do like Carlos King, but this is one of the reasons why I wish he and Andy would not host the reunions because they don't have, they're not unbiased. Yeah, they, they you could definitely tell when they have fades. Like, they are not unbiased. There is no greater good after you violate a woman like that. Especially a, a a man who is like almost a decade removed from this woman's life. Tambra said that man is her ex of like seven or eight years. Why would she have to disclose anything to you about an ex from eight years ago? And why do you care about some shit that long, girl? Like, I'm just, you know. Like, how you care about some shit from eight years ago when Glenn cheated on you and had a baby unprotected like last year? Yeah. Priorities, beloved, priorities. Priorities, like we are not even a full season removed from your husband having to do a DNA test on a baby that's not yours. That's crazy. Yeah, like, mm-mm. again, and then to do it with with an ex who this woman has um uh, has had legal issues with a restraining order against protection orders and so on and so forth, and then to take what he's saying as truth, and now you calling Tambra a liar. Nasty business. Nasty business. Well, like, again, what do you think good this man was going to have to say about a woman that had a restraining order against him? Did you think he was going to tell the truth about why she had a restraining order against him? No, he's going to spin it like she did him wrong. And, and he did it like that because he know that y'all the fools that y'all are, because that's how abusers move. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, Latrice and Letitia, nobody, no, y'all, I do not believe y'all are jealous of each other. I think Letitia wants to be the head bell in charge. And yeah. I think she has to cut down who she believes to be the fan favorite to get there. Yeah. She ha she wants to be the be the head bell in charge to have control that she doesn't have in her marriage with Glenn. Um, nobody wants Cliff. As we see in the clips for part two of the reunion, he's very nasty. He's, he talks to Latrice very nasty and he talks to other women very nasty because he's an old nasty misogynist Yep. and homophobe. Yep. But no, y'all are not jealous of each other's lives and relationships. Y'all both got some shitty husbands who have created a shitty husband bromance. Yep. And it got to going down on Twitter as the reunion was airing. And, um, Aikisha said that she was told by Letitia some really nasty, unkind things that Latrice said about Aikisha, which is why she was throwing shade at Latrice. And Latrice, who had the comeback of comebacks, and I'll read it word for word, um, you know, she said, first of all, she called Aikisha hump because I was, I too was a little tank in the back when I saw she had that, uh, that camel hump, uh, French roll at the oh. reunion. <laughs> Hump is crazy. <laughs> so she said, so Aikisha said, I was given confirmed information about her searching land roles for what I owned in Jackson. She went to Letitia and told her if she needs any information on me, she had it. And that I did not understand and that I did not understand nor appreciate. When I confronted her, it was confirmed. So she, so Latrice said, Hump, you should have realized by now that a dog that will bring a bone will carry and bury one. Since mm. Letitia waited mm. until mad days to remix and bring you that bone, 
ask her to tell you about the bones her and Glendale dug up on you and Willie that she said is so big and she would expose mm. if you got mm. on her bad side. Mm. Mm-hmm, child. Yeah. Them some bars. Hold on. She was hold on. She was cooking. Hold on. She cooked her. Hold on. Okay. Okay, Chef Latrice. Okay. Letitia wants to be the head bell. I think Latrice is the fan favorite. Yeah. And the underdog, especially after the I, way Marie tries to bully on her. Yeah. I and think I think she, Letitia is willing to do anything to get that spot. Yeah. I think she she's definitely the most like empathetic uh favorite because like most people like hate the way that Cliff treats her. So I think she definitely she's definitely I think the most sympathetic bill, I believe. Yeah, and I think um and I don't know if it's right or wrong for her to get that sympathy and empathy, but I think people give it to her because there's such a huge age gap between her and Cliff. Yeah. And we see how Cliff she had we see how Cliff acts. We have seen her speak about having daddy issues and yeah. things like that. And so when you roll it up, it, you do feel a level of sympathy and empathy for her. And I like we have not heard anything about Cliff cheating on Latrice. I don't know that he cheats on her. I think he just really wants a younger wife who was going to spit out babies. And him investing in her dream got in the way of that. I don't think he foresaw her her hair business being what it is now. Yeah. And he kind of resents that because I definitely agree with you. Like he he, you know, he's a misogynist, he's chauvinist, he's very, you know, old school, and we know it all comes with that. He definitely wanted a younger woman. Cause I mean, the first time we was introduced to them, like that was they like kind of big, you know, thing of like him wanting more babies, even though nigga, you got grown ass kids. Yep. Got grandkids. Grand grandbabies. So, you know, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. And and I think Letitia is jealous that she doesn't get the same sympathy in regards to her yeah. husband, yeah. who is also very awful and and you know, emotionally abusive and, and things like that. And it's kind of more well, just lead a nigga to end. Yeah, it's, it's you know, definitely- lead a nigga. So I can see where the jealousy in that aspect comes into play because I they don't get for us they do because I think they should both leave the motherfuckers. True. But online, Latrice definitely is given um a certain level of empathy um, that yeah. Letitia does not get, and she is not responsible for how Glendale has behaved in their marriage either. I want to say that full stop. She's not responsible for that. Those are his actions and his behaviors. But she also plays in our face about it. <clears throat> yeah. She yeah. gives like oh in it, when the camera's rolling, she gives, you know, girl boss, fuck that nigga. But behind when them cameras rolling, like she rubbing this nigga feeding shit. For sure. Which is why he acts the way he does on camera, because he is like, <laughs> he like, what you what you mean you hate me? We just had coffee. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There was another reunion, part one, and that was Love and Marriage Huntsville, y'all. And I just want to say, I figured out <clears throat> why I don't care about the Kiki and Tisha situation. And that's because I think it's fake and fabricated. Mm. And I'm going to explain why. And then we could circle back to some other stuff. But Kiki come out on stage and she's going back and forth with Tisha. And then Tisha all of a sudden blurts out... I never told you my husband ever cheated on me. 
as a matter of fact, you've cheated on your husband. He cheats on you. You pay for him to fuck other women and go on dates with other women. And that's when the light went off in my head that this is fake and fabricated. And y'all just follow me real quick. <clears throat> for however many seasons now, it has been Tisha and Marceau versus Mel. Okay. And in that, in that dynamic, they have been painted as the bullies because they were very nasty to Mel once she and Martel had broken up. True. And they had treated her like shit. True. I think that they offered Kiki a spot on this show to say, hey, we could get you on the show. You could get a check, but you and Tisha got to be into it. And they made her the bully because it has played out that, oh, my own cousin is telling my business to a friend that I'm no longer friends with. She's always sticking her nose in my marriage. Mm. She's always doing this, that, and the third. And then when 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 Kiki was like, oh, but you told you told Mel and Martel I was on drugs. They even tried to spin that. Well, we wasn't saying it like that. It wasn't meant to be offensive. Then you got Kiki throwing drinks in the, in in Tisha's face, and they taking the high road. But now you get to the reunion. Now you got all this tea and scoop about Kiki's marriage and her love life. Why mm. didn't you tell us when it when it was filming? Hold up. I, I see the vision. I see where you're going with this. Hold up. If, 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 Kiki, up. if Kiki and her husband have cheated all over each other, why didn't you just say at some point, you you sticking your nose in my business, but you and your husband have a history of infidelities? Mm, Focus up. on that. She might why be cooking it, hold up. Why is that a bomb you wait to drop at the reunion after y'all have quietly tried to take the high road to seem like the victims in this situation? Never mind the fact that then we get Marceau talking about, yeah, because, you know, Kiki's husband used to call us at 2, 3 in the morning so, so we could help find Kiki. We would find Kiki. She would be out on the streets high to her mind, and she would do us like this. We've been there for Kiki. Yes. Mm. We got really tired and we have discussed it on this show. We have been long tired of male versus the Scots. True. So, so they, they gave have, us a remix they had, of that. They needed, they needed to spin it. Now they tried to revamp their image. We are family oriented. We tried to help her cousin. We looked out for her cousin and this is how she's doing us. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. If you knew Kiki and her husband marriage was fucked up, you would have been saying, hey, you need to mind your fucking business because you and your nigga for sure got a lot going on over there. <laughs> I don't know. You might be cooking. I see the vision. You might be cooking. Hold up. <laughs> and it, we were very uninterested in this beef. We all were. We were just kind of like, huh? Because y'all claim y'all have had this type of animosity since y'all were kids, but y'all was also telling us how close y'all was. Mm, that don't yeah, add up for my tripping. Hold on, wait a minute. Hold nah, on. you not tripping. Hold on, she, you might be cooking. Because ain't be that cooking, what they ain't. told us? That they, yeah. they've had this tug of war since they were little. They've always yeah. had it out and bumped heads, but then at the same time tried to make it seem like they were so close. Yeah, th no, that, those are two. Yeah, yeah. It's not it can, no. Good. It could you can have cousins that are close, but also very also competitive. Yeah, and that's usually because of the mamas. Yeah. You're not wrong, Adrian. I think it's like competitive. Yes, coming to blows like this, how they've been acting though. I, mm, 
I've seen it in my family, so that's why I'm like, it, you know it's not, about. it's not too, it's not too far, it's not too far, it's not too far fetched. That's but I think when fair. you add in the other stuff that Candace has brought to our attention yeah, yeah. and put together for us, it doesn't yeah. lead to this being shenanigans and tomfoolery. Yeah. You know what? You know she she presented a case to the court, and it's a damn good one. Yeah, I, I that's like, all. That's all I'm saying. Like we were really disinterested and normally in situations like this like for example the shit that happens with Stormy's mama and her auntie that shit's that's real. Yeah true. Them ladies can't stand each other don't even want to be around each other. Stormy forces them in the same spaces together. Yeah true. These motherfuckers you didn't throw a drink in my face. If I haven't seen you and, and you showed up on this retreat, first of all, there would never be a time where I wouldn't be laying hands and feet on Kiki after she threw that drink in my face. It would be up every time I see the bitch until an apology followed. So I just, it's it wasn't interesting because it's not real. And mm. you wait till you get to the reunion and you cheat on your man and he cheat on you. You should have said that at the cookout. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Really put some fire on it because her husband was there at the time at the cookout. Yeah, sure was. was. So we put we really finna put some meat on the sure. grill. We finna put some, <laughs> some meat on the grill. <laughs> Potential show title. Potential show title. <laughs> meat on the grill. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it did especially. It, you know what? Especially with a motherfucker, because you know Marceau can't hold water, so he damn sure would have let this shit <laughs> let out way for before now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm yeah. just I'm just saying it don't <clears throat> it don't curl all not, the way over. It's not curling all the way over. And like Adrian said, yes, they may have been competitive with each other uh, as kids. However, Kiki look maybe it's the drug use, but Kiki looks quite a bit older to than Tisha to me. But if there's always been this level of contention, <clears throat> but they've managed to stay close and look out for each other and they, you know, they're so close that they trust Marceau and Tisha to scour the streets to find her when she, when she out there down bad. And also, she said she was addicted to prescription drugs. So I just am trying to figure out why y'all had to scour the streets to get her. When you talk about scouring the streets to find somebody that's an addict, they are t- typically strung out pretty badly. Like we talking about crack. So it's just a lot of little things that. Once I watched the reunion, it just none of it makes full sense to me. Um, And it just it don't seem as real as they have presented it, you know, because you throw a drink in my face. I'm finna beat your ass and nobody would keep me off of you. Every time I would see you, it would be up every time. I'm not going to be able to stand in the same room with you until I get my lick back. Well, one part of that is I feel like. Tisha can't fight, which is why that's the case. But also, <laughs> to add to your point, um, I think another reason for that is, you know, to your point about, you know, we'll bring you on and we'll have this fake storyline. They hadn't had a storyline since they stopped beefing with Mel and Martel after when they divorced. No, they haven't. And now they're trying to have a storyline with this, you know, this annoying ass, oh, did, you know. Ooh, did Tisha cheat on Marceau or this pregnancy? <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> also very fabricated. Very fabricated. very fabricated. So I see the vision, friend. I see the vision. Very fabricated. It it to me, it didn't paint them in a different light. Um, it just makes me wonder what truly are they covering up? 
and yeah. hiding from the cameras that you are going this far to not be transparent about your real life. Mm-hmm. That that's what I'm I'm getting from it. Something <clears throat> in them greens is gritty. Um, speaking of gritty, I feel like Martell's dick stinks, and I got to say that with my chest. I feel like his <laughs> dick stink. I don't feel like I don't feel like he's really all that good at sex. I feel like he gets with women who are better at sex than him, and then those women end up satisfying him. I've seen a lot of talk in my Facebook groups and on the internet saying, oh, male lion, you was with this man all these years and never had an orgasm and so on and so forth and blah, blah, blah. And uh, the statistics show that the that a lot of women just do not orgasm from sex, married and otherwise. But also what that telling me is Melvin got the dust knocked off that thing while she been out here. Yeah, for sure. Mel got the dust knocked off that thing when they separated the first time. That's why Martell was true. crying about her getting her pussy ate and shit when she moved in that apartment. Yeah, I was going to say, that's why he been so hung on this Mel cheated too shit. Yeah, Mel, Mel been getting good dick since they separated the first time. And I don't, I don't think, you know, it ever really stopped even when they got back together because I think that she always knew he was going to go back to his same old bullshit. He continued to cheat. The other person dirty talked with Mel because that was the thing that she absolutely Mel. Mel was talking her through it and everything. Mel is submissive in that bedroom. She very submissive in that bedroom. So she liked to be dominated. So Mel is definitely a you know yes sir type of sir please Mm -hmm. you know she won't be a good girl type of situation and it's just not Martell and for as as arrogant and big as his personality is, it is not, it does not give dominant. It gives insecure and trying to overcompensate. I, all the points you made is, is, is both, all the points that both of you made are wonderful. I still am crying over the fact that you said this nigga look like his dick stink. That shit. He do, it don't. I mean, and Martell is not ugly to me, but he's not, you know. I don't look at him and be like, damn, I would like to see it. I just don't get that energy from him. Um, the way that he treats all women, not just even male, but all women, the way we've seen him treat uh, his 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 child's mom, Ariane, the way we've seen him talk to women on this show. And, you know, he doesn't look like he can keep a woman truly satisfied. He really did. You know, and you were so willing to release male sex tape and this, that and the third. Um, nobody wanted to see you leave her unsatisfied. Like nobody wanted to see that. That's why you didn't release it. Because if you thought that you could make, if you could spend a buck with that, with your broke, uh, homeless, ain't never got nowhere to stay ass, you would have did that. Nobody wants to see that at all. Uh, I want Marceau to leave us alone. Um, You are a raging misogynist. And it's to the point that is like you lack logic and it's unreasonable. Because to say that you don't want Tisha to be as successful as male, because in order to do that, Tisha would have to leave her kids behind and she wouldn't be as present and accounted for. You're not a present and accounted for father. Bro, when you when you knees of iron, I couldn't I couldn't believe you said that. It's ironic that you said that because you're not present. You're not in the same home with your children as it currently stands. They are living in one place and you are sleeping somewhere else, according to these streets. I think 
if I'm to be honest, y'all, if we continue to watch this, if it gets about two to three more seasons, I believe it will be a bombshell dropped on us when Marceau and Letitia separate and head for a divorce. They are not happy. I saw the pictures of them from their Christmas family vacation to Africa, and he looked like he wished he could crawl between the legs of the bitch he actually loved. Mm. He don't even look happy in the pictures with his own fucking kids. They're not happy together. He's not happy. She's not happy. She can pretend she's happy. What's keeping her happy is the the money. Yeah. But that wears thin. It wears very thin. I just don't think they're happy. And I think in in the next two to three seasons, if the show remains, they will they will be headed for a divorce. <clears throat> I I just see it and. I mean, it's you not know. sustainable. I mean, we see the dynamic. We see you. Know, we see that dynamic on the show. We see that dynamic in external media, as you said. With the like, they just nothing about them seems like a happy couple. And you know, with your theory of you know them bringing Kiki on to supplement the fact that they don't want to let anybody in, you know, anybody in, they just it's they not happy. And yeah, they put and on I front. think, and I think that's exactly why they brought Kiki in. I think they are quietly trying to figure out the ins and outs of a separation and a divorce and who gets what. And they're trying to go about it quietly because when that paperwork hits the court system, the tabloids will be discussing it. They will be discussing. So I think that they are quietly trying to separate and prepare to divorce. Absolutely. That makes sense. And talking about, you don't want her to end up a single mother and a sink. She already a single mother. You're not in the home. Right. Father's not in the home. It's it's so many married women who are single mothers. And I know people hate to hear it, but it's a lot of women who are single mothers in in their marriage. They do all of the heavy lifting. And that's Letitia. She does all the heavy lifting in that relationship, in that household. So, you know, mm, um, the previews for next week, I'm, I'm excited about part two of the reunion because Mel and Stormy will finally go head to head. And... I have not agreed with Stormy when it comes to her and Mel's kind of friendship cooling off the way it did. Um, and and Stormy's mama is going to be on stage too. And to hear Stormy asking Mel why she didn't say anything when, when followers and people on the internet were commenting on Mel's tweets and posts on IG. Stormy, you are the same bitch that said that you can't control what your mama does on social media. Mm. So males should control strangers, but you can't control your mama. Mm. I absolutely cannot build a close friendship with somebody whose mama gets on social media and talks about me like a goddamn dog and you don't step in and do anything about it. Yeah, because I know you've been saying for the longest time, like Stormy Mama hates male. Hates her. And uh, the group I'm in on Facebook, the Love and Marriage Huntsville um. I forgot what it was uncensored love of marriage, uh, straight no chaser or some shit like that. Yeah, straight no chaser. Yeah, straight no chaser. Um, you can search Stormy's mama's tweets in that group. Her mama has been in that group for a long ass time, dragging mail for filth. Mm. I'm gonna be honest, y'all. If my mama didn't like one of y'all, that would be between her and God. But do not be disrespecting <clears throat> my friends all up and down the internet. Especially when we not only friends, but we we work together. Yeah, that's a that's a nasty. Keep that shit to yourself. Unless you see that friend doing something extremely harmful to me, 
then hey, speak up. If they violate me, speak up. But Mel has not done anything to Stormy to warrant the level of vitriol that Stormy's mama gives to Mel. And for that alone, no, we're not going to be as close as we once were. Because I'm going to wonder, like, what? how much of this are you feeding to your mother? Because I don't know your mama from a can of paint and she got all this to say about me. What What are you feeding her? What parts are you playing into with her? Yeah. No, it'll be a pass. And it looks like Mel gonna spill some tea about Martell admitting in court documents that he and Sheree was just a business arrangement. And that's all we we've been knew that. <laughs> yeah, we've been called say. that. And Mar and Martell storm off the stage and shit, calling Mel a liar and this, that, and the third. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. We are going to take a quick break, then we're gonna come back and discuss uh the season finale of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Um, Y'all, we we came to finish out the show and by playing in the snow. The season finale of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City aired uh, this past Tuesday. And boy, was it a doozy. Uh, let's just, just jump right into it. The elephant in the room is finding out that Monica is one of the co-owners of a uh, very popular troll account, Reality Vontees, uh, that was responsible for uh, exposing Jen Shah's dirty, underhanded doings. And the the page has been responsible for trolling some of the other ladies on the show. And, <clears throat> my God, the theatrics, Jeremy, the theatrics. Which, that's what I was finna say. Like, th the fact that, like... That's even a thing. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, that's kind of, like, bizarre to, like, us because, I mean, we normal motherfuckers. But to, to know that there's people that do that shit. And not only to do that shit, y'all brought one of the, the, the motherfuckers that was the head of that shit on the actual show. Uh, so a part of me is wondering how much of this production played a hand in. Because you are you you're telling me. So let's lay the facts out. Monica helped and helped start and run the Reality Von T's account with Heather's long-standing hairdresser, Tanisha. You're telling me at no point did production connect these puzzle pieces? Yeah, like somebody was asleep at the, at the laptop. Nobody connected these pieces? And the things that they were spilling, the tea that they were spilling about the ladies on the show could only come from people who they were around and close to. Yep. Like I'm almost certain when those videos start being exposed about Jen Shah and what she had going on, I'm almost certain she knew it was fucking Monica. And the way here she did know is my thing. So it's like, yeah, this is juicy. And and honestly, yes, Monica is legendary. Cause let's let's break this down. Monica started working for Jen Shah. When she started figuring out that Jen Shah was doing some illegal, underhanded, dirty shit, she started recording and collecting all type of receipts to expose her. She created, <clears throat> she created 
this account to expose Jen, then ended up testifying against Jen and her testimony aided and, you know, Jen pleading guilty or whatever, then took her job and then turned these women against Meredith. That is some legendary shit. It really, it really is some legendary shit. And then at the dinner, when Heather's like, I know that you're reality Von T's, gets into it with Angie and proceeds to say, Angie, you used to be all up in the bon- reality Von T's DMs trying to spill tea and gossip. You know what this this was like, <gasps> Candace, you know what this was like? This was like seeing the reckoning of Lipstick Alley, that black Twitter section on Lipstick Alley in, on the big screen. Like, that's what it was kind of <laughs> like seeing. <laughs> Because it was like I I'll be honest, I had I did not expect that to be the the case, the the situation, but it was just kind of like, you know it honestly makes it all come full circle when you think about it. Absolutely. And then when they played the footage back and Monica is all but saying she would absolutely be the one to start a troll account and and spill tea on the ladies. And then laughed and Heather's like, ha ha ha, don't say that. You would never do that. And it's like, oh my gosh, she was hiding in plain sight. Yeah. It really is like it was <laughs> it, it was tell tell um tell Meredith it was me. Like she turned into uh what's my what's my girl name from Game oh, of Thrones? Oh yeah, from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes, tell Cersei it was me. She said, tell Meredith it was me. And, and then they're Lady like Olena, the footage back and they're like, uh <laughs> Yeah, Monica was getting messages, was getting DMs an hour before dinner, whole time. And so it's just like, wow, it was really sitting right there for everybody to see. I she, am looking forward to the reunion the because, season. yeah, she made the show. She absolutely should be brought back for season five. It appears that Meredith, Whitney, and Mary have all refollowed Monica on social media. Monica has been dropping receipts saying that Heather's hairdresser and her former best friend, Tanisha, who's a black woman, um, was definitely responsible for everything else posted about the ladies minus Jen Shaw and that it was not Monica and so on and so forth. But to me, it's one of those situations where you're not to be trusted, period, because if you wanted to get in front of this, you could have went to the ladies and told them, hey, I created the, I helped create the page Reality Von Tease. We, ex, we wanted to expose Jen Shah and her scamming. Um, I am only responsible for the stuff about Jen Shah. Like you, like you really were, you infiltrated this friend group to continue collecting tea on them. Mm-hmm. And got paid for it. And got paid. Got and they were buying you gifts. The reunion for it. It paid, it, they were buying you gifts and planning birthday trips for you. That all also you could snake them and stab them in the back. That is great. I'm. It is some lit. I don't think we've seen shit like that in reality TV, honestly, ever. I don't think. Yeah. No. This this was a first. And that is crazy. This is a first. This is it, this is definitely a first. Another bombshell. Finding out that Jim beat Heather's ass. <laughs> okay. Finding out that Jen gave Heather that black eye. You know, as Jeremy said in the pregame, it is very wild that Heather is all shoulders and no backbone. <laughs> all shoulders and no shimmy. 
How you built like a linebacker but can't hit like one? What did you do? <laughs> like, how the fuck would you let the mask from Crash Bandicoot black your motherfucking eye? That is crazy. That Getting is beat crazy. up by a tiki mask is very fucking wicked. I, <laughs> very fucking wicked. Very, very fucking wicked. Very fucking wicked. Very wicked. I know, and I mean that. Very <laughs> fucking wicked to get beat up by a tiki mask. And you are built like fucking Troy, Troy Aikman. I was going to say, not even Troy Palomalu, Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman, you are built like a fucking offensive lineman. And you got your, you got your wig pushed back. You built like an offensive lineman with no offense. How that work? What and no defense. Right, no no offense, no defense. No like, bob and weave. <laughs> Them shoulders stiff, so you probably can't bob and weave. Them motherfuckers was just... You couldn't even rock side to side? Yeah, I'm going to say, you can't sidestep? You ain't got no you ain't got no L1 trigger on your joystick to sidestep? Like, what goddamn? What is going on here? A mess. How you um, let Jim beat your ass? And then you were going to bat for Jim. That's what make it even crazier. Continue going to bat for her. Even was arguing with Monica at the table about how despicable it was that she exposed Jen. Like, girl, what? You doing all this over someone that beat your ass? Like, what is you... <laughs> Like, okay, like, maybe it's because I'm a nigga, but <laughs> I'm not finna go to bat over someone accused of, of, of all the felonies and shit that Jen Shaw was, and this is, so, and this is a motherfucker that don't beat my ass. Like, legit right. beat my ass. Like, is you crazy? <laughs> what is you doing? Yeah. Like, like absolutely not. She's a she's a goodin'. Like, bitch, what is you? Mm-mm. Like, she's a she's a goodin' face ass. Like, she she goodin' your eyes what the fuck she did. And you up here caping for this bitch. What is exactly. <laughs> I could not. Like, you know what made it so funny, Candace? Because I had seen it on Twitter before I had watched the episode. And I saw that because somebody made a clip about it. And I'm like, I'm excuse, I know you fucking lying. And then I watched the episode. I was like, this bitch really said that Jen gave her black eyes and she was her strronger soldier. That is crazy. Yep. Very mm. crazy. Mm. Very crazy. This bitch up here committing fraud and she fraudulated your eyes and you up here came before. <laughs> like, what is you doing? Yeah, it was very weird. <clears throat> there was no. Nasty. There was, yeah, it was nasty business. Mm. Well, I'm looking forward to the reunion. Uh, I'm anxious to see if Monica will be, um, if her contract will be renewed for season five. I hope it is. It should. Um, she she was the she was the only thing that tethered us to this this season. Because otherwise, it yeah, because nothing else was worth discussing. Yeah, you she know. made the show. I'm looking forward to the reunion because I want to know. Have has anybody apologized to Meredith? They should. They probably haven't, but they should. Um, she deserves an apology. And to find out that Monica called Meredith first and brought up the DMs about Angie K is fucking hilarious. Because Angie was ready to fight Meredith whole time. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, it was Monica. It was Monica all along. Well, that's it for us, y'all. We'll be back with the fuller lineup next week. Uh. Potomac is back. Mary's Medicine is back. Reunion specials. So we'll be back, y'all. Y'all be safe. Uh, You know, stand on business like Cat Williams. That's what I got to say. And we will see y'all back next week, y'all. Peace. Bye, y'all. Peace.